third section of the aeroplane in war by claude graham white and harry harper this librivox recording is in the public domain the growing air fleets of foreign nations one activity in france two hundred machines at the end of nineteen eleven a thousand promised by the year nineteen fourteen practically all leading nations with the exception of great britain are now equipping themselves on an adequate scale with the war aeroplane at the time of the autumn manoeuvres in nineteen ten france possessed about a dozen aeroplanes but she soon increased this number being full of enthusiasm and determined upon a strong aerial policy thus an official report which was presented at the end of nineteen ten showed that the french authorities had increased their fleet of machines in two or three months from a dozen to thirty-two the list of the french war aeroplanes at this time was it is interesting to note made up as follows wright biplanes five bleriot monoplanes four h farman biplanes eleven m farman biplanes four beguet biplanes two summer biplanes four antoinette monoplanes two to pilot these thirty-two aeroplanes there were at this time thirty-four fully qualified military airmen the activity which prevailed at the end of nineteen ten among the aeroplane manufacturers in france is revealed in the report of one well-known maker mr henry farman he stated on sixth december nineteen ten that he had received orders for military machines as follows french government thirty-five aeroplanes russian government twenty aeroplanes spanish government three aeroplanes italian government two aeroplanes belgian government one aeroplane japanese government one aeroplane british government one aeroplane the commanding position of france in this one list as compared with the single order of great britain forms an illustration of the attitude of the two countries at this time towards military airmanship at m bleriot's flying school at pau early in february nineteen eleven the french government had more than twenty officers learning to become airmen no more striking indication could be found of the determination of this country to be in the forefront in aviation early in the summer of nineteen eleven the french war minister authorized the purchase of close upon a hundred and fifty aeroplanes of these machines nearly a hundred were at this time actually in the possession of the military authorities among the orders placed with french manufacturers was one 
for eighty monoplanes this was secured by monsieur louis bleriot two types of machine were presented in this large commission one being a two-seated machine and the other a single-seated craft capable of high speed to mr henry farman whose biplane had performed so meritoriously in the nineteen ten picardy manoeuvres an order was placed for forty war machines and the french government's large order was made up of a number of other machines with her energetic method of sending officers and squads to learn flying at the various schools it was not long before france found herself in possession of a corps of at least a hundred fully qualified airmen these as a matter of fact she possessed quite early in the summer of nineteen eleven the business-like way in which she set herself the task of becoming the premier nation in the development of flying was especially notable at this time military commissions were appointed to visit the various aerodromes throughout france and inspect all aeroplanes built in the case where a machine had been purchased one of these military commissions came to the flying ground on a specified date and passed the aircraft through a series of tests these experiments had to be carried out by the constructor of the aeroplane before the government would take delivery of his machine one instance of this excellent policy is sufficient in april nineteen eleven a military commission of several officers made a journey to the breyel aerodrome here awaiting their inspection were a couple of biplanes which the french authorities had decided to buy after the officers had examined the machines the professional pilots of the flying school carried out a series of manoeuvres the officers noted for example how long it took a machine to ascend to an altitude of one thousand feet the specified load had to be lifted by each aeroplane it was also necessary that it should attain a stipulated speed when these conditions were fulfilled and not before the officers formally took over the aeroplanes on behalf of their government with what determination this task of increasing the aerial armament of france was pressed forward may be gauged by the work of one of these military commissions which visited the pau aerodrome during the summer of nineteen eleven no fewer than eight two-seated war monoplanes were waiting for their inspection and all eight machines were tested and passed in the course of a day's flying the spirit which animated france in regard to this question of military aviation is evidenced by the words of m clementel when placing an official report before the french chamber he declared the aeroplane has proved that it is a marvellous instrument of war a new arm in our military organization we now possess an incontestable superiority in aviation and this we hope to continue for a long period we must maintain this advance the sacrifices imposed on us in this matter are as useful as they are necessary this indeed supplies the keynote to the enthusiasm of the french for war aeroplanes by the end of the year nineteen eleven the war minister possessed a fleet of more than two hundred war aeroplanes and a corps of officers fully trained to pilot them and act as observers after french tests of military aeroplanes in october nineteen eleven which will be described in the next section there was a generous distribution of orders for machines early in nineteen twelve the french military authorities had two hundred and thirty four war aeroplanes at their disposal 
and the financial grant for the year placed to nine hundred and twenty thousand pounds for the purposes of military flying in addition there was a scheme on foot to augment the number of war machines by the aid of public subscription this quite soon approached a sum of one hundred thousand pounds the latest plan of the french government is to form a large regiment of military airmen and in this connection more than three hundred new aeroplanes have been ordered for delivery before the end of nineteen twelve sheds to accommodate machines are springing up all over the country quite early in nineteen twelve nearly three hundred officers had obtained pilot certificates from the french aero club so far as can be ascertained the military aeroplanes in france will number appreciably more than four hundred at the end of this year and it must be remembered that in time of war this country could call upon nearly a thousand privately owned machines the policy in france may be summarized in the statement that the government aimed to create an air fleet of at least one thousand machines by the end of the year nineteen fourteen in nineteen seventeen it is anticipated the french air fleet will approach in numbers several thousand machines eventualities of course govern such a programme it may for example should any remarkable development of aviation take place be appreciably augmented what the limit of utility of an air fleet may be only the practical work of war will show for reconnoitring it is clear that very large squadrons of machines divided amongst the various sections of an army will be employed then there is the question of using aeroplanes for dispatch carrying and for directing artillery fire to say nothing of their probable employment for destructive work and perhaps in the transport of troops another crucial point must also be borne in mind to which detailed reference will be made later if as is practically certain a conflict takes place between the aerial forces of two armies it is likely to be the larger of the two fleets of machines other things being equal which will emerge victorious therefore it is impossible at present to lay down any rule as to limiting the number of war aeroplanes no country can stay its hand the wise policy surely is to be well armed in view of eventualities if a great war comes then and only then can the strength of an air fleet be tested adequately two the great french tests of military aeroplanes striking results obtained era of fast airworthy weight-carrying machines any account of the splendid progress in military flying which has been made in france would not be complete without a reference to the trials of war aeroplanes which were carried out at rheims in october nineteen eleven in prizes and prospective orders for machines more than fifty thousand pounds have been set aside and an astonishing large number of french makers bearing striking testimony to the progress of aviation in that country brought their machines together despite bad weather a series of tests which were highly instructive and important were carried out one of the french aims in the organization of these contests was to encourage the construction of a speedy airworthy machine capable of carrying a pilot and passenger and flying long distances when fully loaded the tests were most interesting as showing the high state of efficiency to which aeroplanes had attained quite a number of machines for example were able to effect a regular series of non-stop flights of three hundred kilometres one hundred and eighty seven point five miles when carrying a pilot and observer a surprising number also were able to ascend to a height of one thousand six hundred and forty feet in fifteen minutes a remarkable indication of the reserve of power they possessed one difficult feat was set the competing machines 
this was that they should rise when fully loaded from a ploughed field hitherto of course only smooth ground had been considered suitable for the ascent of a machine an appreciable number passed even this test successfully their ability to do so was due to the fitting of exceptionally strong landing devices of the wheel and skid type and to ample engine power in all seven aeroplanes emerged triumphantly from all the trials imposed the winning machine which owed its final triumph to its high speed was the newport monoplane even when heavily laden with pilot passenger fuel it flew across country at the rate of more than seventy miles an hour one of the most impressive features of the trials was the reliability shown by the competing machines they made voyage after voyage with the regularity of express trains the striking aspect of the tests indeed was the practical demonstration of the fact that not one french builder but dozens could make a thoroughly efficient war aeroplane it was shown conclusively also that it is no longer necessary to wait for calm weather before embarking upon aeroplane flights in astonishingly high winds blowing in some cases at a velocity of approximately forty miles an hour the large military machines went out and ascending one thousand or one thousand five hundred feet battled triumphantly against vicious gusts a striking point in connection with the competition was the big horsepower of the engines employed there was a vivid contrast indeed between the motors now used and the little three-cylindered twenty-five horsepower engine with which Blériot crossed the channel in nineteen o nine many of the machines taking part in the contest were fitted with fourteen-cylinder hundred horsepower gnome motors and some employed even higher power than this being equipped with engines developing a hundred and forty horsepower such big power was of course necessary in view of the loads which were carried and the arduous nature of some of the tests to indicate the weights raised it may be mentioned that the beguet biplane which was driven by a hundred and forty horsepower gnome weighed with pilot two passengers and fuel aboard two thousand four hundred and twenty pounds representatives from all the great countries in the world including great britain visited Reims to witness these military tests and the french manufacturers who produced successful machines were quickly supplied with sufficient orders to keep their factories busy for a long time to come the value of the flying work accomplished in these trials and the obvious practicability of military machines stimulated interest not only in france but in russia germany and other countries it was undoubtedly the means of determining our war office to make a move in view of what was achieved at Rams, in fact there no longer remained any possible excuse for refraining from a constructive policy in military aviation three germany's aerial policy secret energies in creating a fleet of war aeroplanes rivalry with france leaving france for the moment we may now turn to a consideration of germany's advance in the matter of military flying here first of all we shall need to consider an interesting question it concerns the relative merits of the dirigible balloon and the aeroplane although in this book we are concerned exclusively with the heavier than air machine it is certainly necessary to mention the dirigible at this point in explanation of the fact that germany almost abandoned her airship policy after the french manoeuvres in the autumn of nineteen ten in favour of the aeroplane she was not led to take this step after spending many thousands of pounds upon dirigibles without mature consideration among her advisers in matters of aviation germany possessed many particularly staunch and even obstinate supporters of the airship these refused at first to admit the enormous strides which the aeroplane was making 
but soon it was impossible to turn a blind eye towards them and so came a reversal of german policy the facts of the case could not indeed be controverted while the aeroplane leaped to the front during nineteen ten the airship made practically no forward strides at all in comparison with the aeroplane it was ruinously costly it required large crews of men to handle it it needed huge garages dotted about the country at all strategic points it was slow flying as compared with the aeroplane it offered a far easier target to artillery fire from below the advantages which were claimed for it over the aeroplane were that it could remain in the air longer and that observations could be carried out from it in a more leisurely fashion than from the heavier-than-air machine but the german war office is notoriously shrewd in all matters appertaining to modern warfare when it was seen that a mistaken policy was being pursued in spending large sums upon unwieldy dirigibles a new plan was quickly evolved and that was to overtake france in the creation of a fleet of war aeroplanes it was in november nineteen ten that the german military authorities began to purchase machines they then placed orders for five or six aeroplanes mostly biplanes this was quickly followed a month later by an order for nearly twenty ettrick monoplanes strongly built extremely efficient machines constructed in austria military experts in germany had by this time arrived at an approximate estimate of what should be the salient features of an aeroplane for war purposes they stated that machines should be of as simple a construction as possible and very strong they declared high speed to be an essential and they demanded also that machines should be able to carry appreciable weights it was characteristic of germany that she should make steady progress once the decision had been arrived at to develop the aeroplane thus in february nineteen eleven it became known that seven military airmen had in one week obtained their certificates of proficiency at the johannisthal and bork aerodromes three of these pilots were using wright biplanes it was just about this time too that germany placed an order in france for several Furman biplanes by the spring of nineteen eleven the german war office had assembled a fleet of close upon fifty aeroplanes nearly half of them were ettrick monoplanes of the type previously mentioned metal now entered very largely into the framework of these machines they were heavily engined and fast in flight and could easily raise a reconnoitering officer in addition to the pilot and an engineer to attend to the motor as well in march nineteen eleven so as to hasten forward the work of training officers to fly the german minister of war sent fifty or sixty unmarried lieutenants to the dobritz military aviation camp here while they were learning to fly these officers received a special allowance the military authorities also came to the conclusion at this time that it would be wise to arrange for an aviation section of at all the garrisons in germany which had suitable parade grounds attached to them it was decided in may nineteen eleven to spend large sums of money upon the purchase of new types of military aeroplanes and the officers who had already learned to fly were encouraged to design machines embodying ideas formed during their period of tuition at the same time in order to encourage a general study of flying in germany the war office made up its mind to contribute special prizes to the various cross-country contests then in process of arrangement going ahead with such determination it was not surprising to find that in august nineteen eleven germany had established a fleet of nearly eighty aeroplanes and the total of her officer airmen a month later approached the same figure the kaiser himself had by this time become greatly interested in the development of heavier 
than air machines for war purposes and he thoroughly approved of the forward policy which had been initiated at the end of the summer of nineteen eleven germany had quite a hundred aeroplanes either on hand or in order and her list of army airmen had grown appreciably recently however development in germany so far as aeroplanes are concerned has been kept more or less secret information regarding tests which have been carried out has been carefully withheld the results of several carefully organized reconnoitering flights have not for instance been allowed to leak out but this much is known during nineteen twelve germany will spend a sum of six hundred and forty thousand pounds upon the development of her aeroplane service the kaiser himself now offers a prize of two thousand five hundred pounds for the best aeroplane motor of german construction it seems fairly clear indeed that germany has now set herself the task of keeping pace with france in the development of military airmanship the great point is made by the german war office of encouraging the production of entirely german-built aeroplanes and much experimental work is now being conducted this much is certain there is the greatest activity in germany in regard to military aeroplaning no stone is being left unturned indeed to produce a thoroughly efficient military machine and the training of army airmen is steadily pursued many estimates have recently been made as to the strength of the german air fleet one credits germany with three hundred war aeroplanes another with nearly two hundred the most reliable figure would appear to be a little in excess of one hundred machines dirigible balloon work also still continues it has been reported in fact that german military experts have overcome some of the difficulties of the rigid type and that heights of over six thousand feet are now attained with them it was indeed only in january that france was warned by a well-known advocate of dirigible balloons to beware of the secret development of lighter-than-air craft in germany the destructive possibilities of a fleet of hostile dirigibles sailing across the german frontier into france and raining down missiles were pictured but in this regard it is certainly pertinent to inquire what the french fleet of aeroplanes would be doing while such an attack was in progress four progress in russia america and other countries england's position in the autumn of nineteen eleven the country which next merits attention as a keen observant student of the value of the aeroplane for war purposes is russia the russian military authorities recognized the importance of this new weapon early in nineteen eleven and the steps taken to deal with the question were eminently practical the duma committee of national defence approved an expenditure of nearly one million pounds upon military aviation since then russia has been acquiring aeroplanes and training airmen at a great rate a sum of twenty five thousand pounds a year for three years was voted exclusively for the building of experimental machines of a military type in order that aircraft on original lines might be evolved it was also decided to spend twenty five hundred pounds a year in employing skilled instructors military air stations were at the same time established at kiev odessa sebastopol and tiflis having thus made the first move towards creating an efficient air corps the russian government sent a commission of military officers on a tour of the french flying grounds in order that they might see the best work being produced by the aeroplane manufacturers while in france this commission purchased a number of machines of various types they visited england also and after inspecting the biplanes built by the british and colonial aeroplane company at bristol ordered several military type machines of this make by may nineteen eleven russia had acquired forty machines and was using them to teach a large number of officers to fly a determination has been expressed to have a fleet of several hundred aeroplanes by the forthcoming flying season 
the activities of other nations also present an interesting study take america for example in this country despite the wonderful example set by the wright brothers military flying languished until towards the end of nineteen ten then came a somewhat tardy vote for the purchase of a few machines and general development in the beginning of nineteen eleven mr dickinson the united states war secretary returned from a visit to france where he had seen what the french war aeroplanes were accomplishing and had enjoyed a flight upon a military machine at chalons he promptly recommended a more generous money grant and the result has been that machines have been bought while officers are now learning to fly in a recent speech brigadier-general james allen of the american signal corps in connection with which the air corps is operated said it is the ultimate intention i believe to teach aviation to several thousand army men for the year ending june nineteen twelve a sum of one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars was voted for the aeronautical work of the american army austrian military experts have been very energetic in their study of flying in november nineteen ten war aeroplanes were ordered and it was then specified that each machine must fly for two hours without descending at the rate of forty four miles an hour it was also stipulated that the aeroplanes should be dismantled in an hour and rebuilt in two hours during nineteen eleven austria operated two military air stations and now possesses an excellent fleet of war aeroplanes italian interest in military aviation has been keen from the outset in the summer of nineteen eleven at the Santosel military aerodrome a number of officers were training and a variety of machines were in use since then also definite progress has been made and italy quickly reaped the reward of her aeronautical labors in the war with turkey a reference to the work of aeroplanes in tripoli will however be found in a later section in march nineteen eleven japan placed orders in france for nearly twenty war aeroplanes this was in addition to a previous purchase in berlin of a number of wright biplanes japanese officers have been learning to fly in large numbers lately both in france and germany spain must not be forgotten she has bought a number of machines in france and is now training a corps of officer airmen and what about england it is sufficient to say for purposes of direct comparison in this section that for the autumn manoeuvres of nineteen eleven which were abandoned owing to the drought the war office had only half a dozen qualified army aeroplanists in comparison with the well-trained squadrons of france and germany as regards machines we possessed at this time about a dozen most of them obsolete being hopelessly outmatched by france germany and russia End of third section